Hello and welcome to the Fair NFL Podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Yami the Ferret, and I'm here with Pretty Waffles. And this is, of course, the podcast all about NFL news occurrences. Well, not I mean, news, I guess. Uh, mostly we just predict and go over games from the week. Um, and give our opinions on games. Yeah, and, and sometimes we give our opinions on other things, like uh, the Broncos firing their head coach after only how many mm. games? 16. 16 games. Nathaniel Hackett is out of here. Only uh, only two coaches, him being one, have been fired before ending the season, before the season ended. Him and Urban Meyer from last year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I am a little bit surprised that uh, they didn't keep him till the end just because it's like, OK, might as well just ride it out. You know, let's ride as a new mm-hmm. uh, a new meaning in this in this context where it's like, all right, let's just ride with Hackett and get someone in the offseason. But they I mean, you know, the new owners were like really snappy. They're like, we're done. You know, at, at the end, at the final second of the game that they played against, um, I think they played what the the Chiefs last week or. No, yeah, the Rams. The Rams. After yeah. after that, after the game was over, and and he, and he, you know he left this this the uh, the field. They probably took him aside and said, "Hey, uh, hey, uh, how are you? Hey, You're out." Hey, how are you? <laughs> At least they didn't fire him on Christmas Day. That would have been a little mean. Well. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> they waited till the day after. At least they're uh, nice yeah, about that. At least they waited till the day after. But I almost wonder if he knew coming off that field. Like he was like, OK, well, this sucks. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. To get embarrassed by the Rams who have been eliminated from playoffs. Uh, really not playing for anything. I mean, I know uh, Baker's kind of playing to try to get a starting job back. Um, actually looking pretty darn good doing so. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos just did not look good, and uh, Russell Wilson has now tied amount of touchdown passes to amount of uh, bathrooms he have in his house. Oh, my goodness. We'll see if he takes the field again this year. Um, he suffered an injury. or maybe No, maybe he was just benched during this game. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, Yeah, he was just benched. The likelihood of him throwing as many, uh, you know, over the amount of toilets as, or, or bathrooms as <laughs> touchdowns is... I don't know. It's still it's still kind of a big percentage, you know. I think there's a good like twenty five percent chance that he doesn't throw another touchdown this year, you know. I'll be crazy. But uh, yeah, that that was the the big news out of this week, you know. Um, Baker Mayfield looked like he could win a Super Bowl, and Nathaniel Hackett took the brunt of that, you know, Baker Mayfield resurgence, you know, wave, which is of course what happens, and then he has a huge depression. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that game later maybe we won't uh but first um greedy how about you go ahead and kick us off with the official first part of the podcast all right so as we know uh playoffs are coming up and you know a lot of implications on playoffs and playoffs uh you know got to win here and got to you know this team needs to lose and Pretty much everybody's playing for something, whether, uh, you know, it's a home field advantage or if it's a bye week or, you know, just still trying to fight their claw on their way into like a wild card game. Um, so I wanted to 
talk about, you know, these teams, you know, that are, you know, we can say kind of high, you know, like kind of, you know, sitting back, kicking their feet up, kind of just waiting for the rest of the playoffs to, uh, you know, just settle in, you know, we can say, you know, that's like the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs, maybe the Bengals as well. But I want to present to you which team should be more afraid of playing these teams that I'm about to list off. And we know these teams are somewhat still fighting for a spot, but, you know, they, they're most likely going to make it in. So the teams that I'm going to give you that uh, kind of play with a lot of grit, as uh, Dan Campbell would say, uh, but let's start with the Giants, the Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Jets. So what I want you to do is tell me, like, which teams should be more afraid to play those four teams. And we can also listen in order, you know, like, you know, like this team is the most fearful, like heading into playoffs or, you know, this team is less, you know, fearful to play. Or like, I would rather play this team than, you know, this other team. So that's what I'm sending you. So go ahead and start us off. I guess right now, if I was a team who was searching for a playoff win, I would not want to run into hmm, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, it wasn't too long ago that the Jaguars were knocking on a Super Bowl door. You know, um, they had clinched their spot in the playoffs and um, their quarterback at the time, Blake Bortle. Was it Blake Bortles? Yeah, Blake, Blake Bortles. Bortles. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, he was He's one, now retired. one Hail Mary pass away. Like it wasn't even a Hail Mary. It was like a, a, uh, like a 50 yard bomb that almost was caught, uh, away from going to the Super Bowl with the Jaguars. And, you know, that was the year that, you know, I had gotten, uh, I would, I had just kind of started following football and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I kind of like the, like the Jaguars this year, you know, they're, they're a kind of a underdog team who's finally getting some playoff action and um you know i can see trevor lawrence being a you know a much better quarterback than blake bortles uh by a Mm -hmm. long run he's definitely grown a lot this year and i think that you know if the jaguars don't make the playoffs this year i'd be very very surprised surprised especially with how i think they're on like a six game winning streak right now which is kind of crazy and they look hot you know even though you know i would say that the jets game they had uh this week or this past week week 16 um you know, it, it was bad weather and, you know, whatever, but they still were able to dominate on the defensive side and they were able to move the ball pretty efficiently on the offensive side. I think that if you run into the Jaguars right now, it's going to be a tough bout. Um, and, you know, I would I would hate to, to run into them if I was in a playoff hunt. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they uh, sometimes keep it close, you know, as they uh, beat with the Cowboys, they kept it neck to neck. But, you know, they're finding a way to win. And Trevor Lawrence, as we said, is the future quarterback. So at least they found that. That's a very tough task to do in the NFL. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, the defense, yeah, they can give up, you know, points here and there. and But that offense finds a way to turn it around and be like, okay, we can help our defense out. And sometimes, you know, the defense helps the offense out. And that's what they did when they beat uh, Cowboys uh, doing that pick six to steal the deal. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think Jaguars are the most great team in this uh, list of things. I do agree that uh, no one would want to run into them. I would also say the Detroit Lions are also one of those teams that uh, you don't want to run into. Uh, The offense is pretty hot, even though, you know, last week for some reason the Lions defense didn't want to show up. So that uh, kind of looked pretty bad. They couldn't stop a single run or pass, it seemed like. 
Um, but yeah, so Jets are the Lions and the Jaguars are probably the two highest that you don't want to run into. Yeah, and, and and I would say right below the Lions would be the Giants, in my opinion. I mean, even though they, I, we've said it throughout the year, like the whole year, they don't have the weapons, but they definitely have like somehow they've they've pulled victories out of their asses this entire year. Um, a team that was supposed to be, you know, just kind of dead on arrival this year turned out to be a playoff contender. You know, they they ripped off like six wins in a row to start the year and. You know, it was against. I mean, they did have some tough opponents later on, and obviously they've they've shown their cracks here and there. But they're a team that somehow figures out how to win, even even like like even when teams try and scheme against the run. Like Saquon Barkley is still able to, you know, wildcat out of the out of the QB slot and and get a 15 yard run or or catch a ball downfield. Like right now, Danny Dimes to to Saquon Barkley is is a is a is a is a really good connection um and I would you know if I was a team going against them I mean how do you scheme against that you know yeah I agree I would uh put um the Jets up there as long as uh Mike White if Mike White was in there you know I would put the Jets higher than the Giants um because I think I like the Jets defense better and I think overall the Jets are much better of a team without uh Zach Wilson under center um so yeah i would speaking put them of uh, higher. teams not being able to find their franchise quarterback i mean yeah. the jets are ready to move on from zach wilson after two years yeah it's crazy and uh jet or zach wilson just doesn't look good doesn't look like an nfl caliber qb at the moment and i'm i hope someone else can you know maybe pick him up and kind of trade him but i think he would be kind of a bench warmer from here on out but yeah so mike williams uh, yeah mike no. white Mike White, yeah, is uh, clear to come back. So uh, I'm sure Jeff fans are uh, hooting, hollering for that. So uh, whoever that guy is who came in to play third string, um, yeah, he looked. He moved good. the ball pretty well, even though they couldn't get points points on the board. I think that if he had a whole week with the offense, he'd he'd be able to get a win just like Mike White does. But um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been less afraid of the Jets as the season went on. They seem to be a little bit less frisky than they have been. Their defense is still pretty strong, but they've just had some offensive woes and they've lost a lot of talent too. They lost that rookie uh, rookie running running back early on in the season, which was unfortunate. Uh, he, seen, he was like a breakout player, rookie of the year candidate. Um, I just, I feel like the Jets maybe bled a little bit too much talent uh, with injuries this season. And I think that's what kind of really kicked started the uh, downward spiral. Who would you put the um, Green Bay Packers on in this list? I mean, you know, the Aaron Rodgers difference. You know, we talk about a lot of players making a difference. Aaron Rodgers, he's he's woken up. I mean, I don't know if he's he's done with like his his you know nat all natural drug therapy or whatever, but you know, he seems like he's getting a second birth here. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I, would, I, I mean, I would probably put them above the Giants at this point, even though they lost to the Giants earlier this season. Yeah, I'd probably put them above Giants and the Jets, honestly. Yeah. Well, I had the Jets above the – I mean, I had the Giants above the Jets anyway, so, so we both yeah. agree on that. Um, but, yeah, the Packers, they've, they've woke up. I think that Aaron Rodgers has a better connection with his wide receivers now. Um, the only thing that still kind of, you know, I, I don't like about the Packers is their defense is, is a little bit like water at times. Um, we saw against the Dolphins, you know, they, they left some wide receivers wide open. You know, I know it's hard to cover Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill, but, 
you know, there's some plays that maybe they could have done a better job covering. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa, or as people have been saying, turn the ball over or something like that. Oh. Uh, he did not have a good outcome, and, he, and he's in concussion protocol again this season. I think that was kind of surprising. Time. Yeah, surprising because I really didn't know about that. Yeah, I mean, when they sh- replay the uh, the hit he took, um, you know, he just kind of fell on his head, which again, it's just time. like the original one uh, when, you know, he had that like, you know, erratic or locked. You're the, you're the medical guy. What, what happened to his hands? <laughs> uh, this fencing response. Right. And, uh, you know, you just you, you, you fear more for his safety than for, you know, if he's going to get to the playoffs at this point. You know, I honestly like that's three bad hits to the head that have resulted in concussions. And, you know, the second one was that one that caused him to seize up. And um, I just you know, I don't I don't know how the Dolphins are going to go forward with like a backup in there. Um, I don't think they're as strong of a contender with, you know, a different player throwing the ball. Uh, but a lot of people would argue that, oh, it's good that we're getting Tua out of here. I don't know. I think Tua's a good player. He's had some rough games, obviously, like any quarterback this year. Uh, but I think that they, they have more of a chance with Tua than with – I don't even know who their backup is. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm looking it up right now. I was like, who's the backup? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think that they <laughs> have a better chance with Tua than Teddy. But uh, Teddy's fine, but, you know, you, you want to go Tua, you know? Yeah, for sure. And – uh the reason I don't have them on this list of like, you know, who would you be more afraid of? Because I honestly don't think the Dolphins will be making it now that uh, Tua could possibly be out for the uh, season. Uh, we'll have to see as we get more updates available. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jets or the Patriots could easily sneak in and beat the Dolphins out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Dolphins are going up against the Patriots this week. And that I mean, that is a division rival. So whoever mm-hmm. comes out of that game on top, probably going to be making the playoffs. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, the Dolphins and the Patriots are a, are a rival team to the core. I mean, you think about all those years of the, you know, the Dolphins beat the Patriots and it was like the only loss that the Patriots had, or, you know, the Patriots dominated the Dolphins and, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. And, the, and these, you know, it, you, who knows what's going to happen, what's going to be the outcome of this game, especially if two is out. Um, I think that that opens the door for the Patriots wide open. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there's crazy scenarios happening this weekend that uh, is going to lead to many changes in uh, the playoff uh, standings. Right. Okay. Um, I think another team to kind of look out for in the, the race here is the Panthers. I don't know about you. Um, but they, they've been, they, I mean, talk about frisky teams, you know, they've, they've been a bit frisky this year, uh, at the end of the year, for sure. After they fired, um, rule, I forget his first name right now, uh, Matt rule, um, after they fired him, the team kind of had like a, a bounce back, you know, uh, people thought they were out of contention earlier in the year. And then they kind of bounced back, won some close games. They recently beat the lions in a, in a crazy upset victory, um, I think it would be kind of risky to go against the Panthers right now. It'd be it'd be a trap game, as it's called. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know I know Sam Darnold isn't like an amazing quarterback by any by any standards. But, uh, you know, if all they need is a quarterback who can get the ball out on time, then Sam Darnold might be their guy. 
Yeah, and Sam Darnold actually looked good in the running game, too. And I, I think I was talking to you, and you're like, oh, my God, Sam Darnold's running. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, because that's very unheard of from him. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think it would be pretty risky. I don't think it would be as risky as the other teams that I listed, but you never know. I mean, they come to play, and the other team kind of, you know, over, over uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Over, like, I, I, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but <laughs> just, like, kind of overlooks them. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they could easily sneak out a sneaky win. All right, here's the real question. What's the team that you want to see in the playoff picture right now? Like, not like what's a team that you think like any team could beat right now? You know, like a team like it's a team that you go up against. You go, oh, OK, easy dub, you know. <laughs> so out of the team, like out of, out of the playoff the- contention teams, uh, I say the Ravens right now, um, even with Lamar Jackson in, um, I think the Ravens are pretty uh, fragile in the defensive side. Um, and I think. You know Lamar could should be coming back. I hope he's he should he, yeah he should be back before the playoffs. Um, but I think the defensive side on the Ravens kind of worries me, and I think uh, the Ravens might be a first round exit. Honestly, I mean that's their mo. You know that's their mo. You know um, they usually leave the first round of the playoffs, whether it's against the Bills, against the Titans, against the Titans. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they're, they they seem to be a first-round exit almost every year. You know, even when they got the bye, you know, um, they lost against the Titans in the in that second round, which would be a, technically a first round for them. Um, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that the Ravens did clinch the playoffs for a very weak, you know, division that they are in right now. Um, but obviously the Bengals are right up there too. You know, I, I, I feel like the Bengals are the best in that division. And the mm-hmm. Ravens, I mean, I think they're better than the Steelers and the Browns, obviously. Uh, but I, I, I agree. I don't think that anyone's sweating if they see him in the wild card round. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like uh, teams, you know, play totally different once they make it. Like in, like once uh, playoffs start, so you never know. The Ravens could come out and be like, "Oh yeah, what you saw earlier." You know, we're just putting it out there for film so you guys over. Uh, or underestimate our Under, defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also right now, I mean, the Titans are still in the playoff picture right now, but they have fallen and they can't get yeah. up. No, they um, are looking horrible. So out of all the teams that are like getting, trying to get into the playoffs, you, I mean, the Titans are, I think they're, they're very close to the bottom of, of the list here. I think they're going to be knocked out within the next week or two. Yeah. I, I can't remember who they play this week. I forget. Let me look real quick. Titans with the Cowboys. Yeah, so it most likely will be done for them and kind of a disappointing year for them. I mean, I know they're seven and eight, but it feels like, you know, they've just been on a losing streak for the past three months. And uh, after losing the Texans, I don't know how you recover from that. I mean, that's (laughs) pretty, pretty brutal, if you ask me. Well, hey, if we're done with the with the playoff talk, we can go into our our week 16 wrap up here. Sure. Because the first game I want to talk about greedy. Oh man. What is I locked up the Texans pretty (laughs) and I, and you know what they came out, they came out and played football in this game. Um, I don't know what lovey Smith has done, but the Texans have woken up. I mean, they were, they played a close game against the Chiefs. They played a go- close game against the Cowboys. Almost won both of those games. And I knew, I knew in the back of my mind 
that this team is sniffing for a win. And the Texans, I mean, I'm sorry, the Titans were right there and waiting. And the Texans finally got a dub over a moribund Titans team, a Titans team that didn't even look like they were trying on the field at times, a Titans team that was trying to rely on Derrick Henry. But the Texans, after that first initial drive, completely stuffed him. Uh, a Texans team that is helmed by Davis Mills, who didn't even throw for over 200 yards. Uh, a Texans team that didn't get a didn't get a, a rush over 100 yards rushing, barely over 30 yards rushing. I'm sorry, 50 yards rushing. Uh, a Texans team that barely got over 100 mm. yards fucking receiving. I mean, I don't know what the heck happened, but the Titans, I mean... The Titans, man. I don't. They they fell off, mate. Yeah, and it, that's also another you know storyline that's kind of going under the radar because I, I think there's some major issues going on inside within the organization because the head coach never wanted to trade AJ Brown, and then they fired the GM that traded AJ Brown because AJ Brown is going off for the Eagles, and it just seems like a lot of you know under the cover kind of you know drama that's going on and they're not looking too good right now and i think mike frable the head coach uh, is on the hot seat right now and i don't i honestly don't know if he'll be back next year yeah there was a lot of people calling for him to be like you know coach of the year earlier in the year this year and now it's like well what can you say i mean malik willis no touchdowns in this game i well i mean i he got a rushing touchdown so, I mean, I guess he did get a touchdown, but, you know, he threw two interceptions. I mean, I just, I don't know. Maybe they just need to bring in more receiving help uh, because right now, you know, they're one of the three top receivers is a tight end right now, which, you know, isn't really that great of a game plan, all things considered. Um, and, you know, you, you can't trust a rookie quarterback to rush you know, and, 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 and scramble like a pro, you know, he, I mean, not every quarterback's going to be Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes coming out of, you know, college. And um, yeah, I just, I mean, it looks a little bit rough for Malik Willis, but I think they, I think, you know, maybe with a, maybe with a better QB coach or a coach in general, he can start to blossom into the quarterback that they want him to be. Um, but right now, you know, when Davis Mills, who was benched, not too, not no, like four games ago, he was benched for, Jeff Driscoll or whoever, you know, comes out and plays better ball than you, uh, you know, it's got to be a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, I 100% agree. And yeah, like this Titans teams and you, you did see it. And I, like I said, I kind of thought about taking them, but I was just like, ah, no, no way they can lose to the Titans with Derrick Henry. And well, I was wrong. So, yeah, I think that team the teams there. (laughs) What's that? I said uh, no way Texans can lose. Wait, no yeah, way the Titans see, can lose. You. <laughs> now you got me thinking about it. No way that I think I said no way the Titans can lose with their Ken. Mm, I don't. I don't know. Rewind uh, the tape. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll. we'll <laughs> it was a little confused in there. I under you. You took the Titans in this game. So yeah. I think I you ended up to taking say them, yeah. that the Titans could not lose with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, but I think you accidentally said the Texans could not lose with Derrick Henry. Oh, or something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, they got Damien Pierce, so they couldn't lose with them. So point yeah. okay. there you go. <laughs> All right. Pick another game for us. Maybe one yeah, that's a little bit more exciting. Um, exciting one. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers versus Dolphins. 
this one was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Dolphins continue uh, laying an egg. It seems like uh, going into halftime, it was 20 to 10, 20 to 3, 20 to 10. And uh, the Packers came back, ended up winning 26 to 20. And it just seemed like Dolphins were back to hitting all cylinders in the first half. Uh, Waddle had like a 74-yard rushing, not rushing, but like a catch-and-run touchdown. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a touchdown. And Dolphins just seemed to be running all over the Packers as well. Like the Dolphins found that running game. And then they come out second half, and they didn't do anything. Nothing. Tua threw three consecutive interceptions. And by consecutive, I mean they had one drive. And then he threw an interception, the second drive, another interception, and third drive interception. And that just kind of was bad. And now everyone, that's why I said earlier, uh, Tua turned the ball over. Uh, it, that was trending on uh, Twitter after this game or during this game, honestly. And it's just amazing how, you know, the Packers who are playing for something, and you'd think the Dolphins would be playing for something, but these kind of the Dolphins just kind of laid an egg in the second half. And the Packers, uh, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's woken up a little bit, and they're so close to that connection between uh, Christian Watson, the wide receiver, and Aaron Rodgers. And it's just not quite there yet, but it's definitely building up. And if the Packers made a, make the playoffs, I think uh, that connection could grow stronger. And I think uh, the Packers could be pretty deadly in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, when I stopped watching the game, you know, like you said, it was like, you know, it was like 20 to 13 or whatever. And you go, OK, it's pretty close, but the Dolphins should be able to pull this off. But, yeah, they, they laid two goose eggs in the third and fourth quarter. And, you know, I, I know that, like, the Packers have not been the most amazing team this year, but they've definitely woken up, as we said before. They've definitely woken up. The The connection between the receivers and Aaron Rodgers has gotten a bit stronger. Uh, the run game, still a little bit, you know, still a little bit soft, honestly. But, uh, you know, I, I think that this Packers team, I mean, maybe they go to the playoffs and get knocked, uh, knocked out, you know, first round. Uh, but the, in order to do that, they have to win out their games. And I just I just don't see that happening with the schedule yeah, that they have right now. Yeah, it would be pretty tough. They got the Vikings this week, and and that'll be a pretty tough battle. Yeah, but well, the way the Vikings know, defense is, the Vikings you never defense, know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? They, you know, Packers could pull off the win here. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a game to watch between them later on. Um, but this is also a game to watch too. It was a, it was an exciting game. I watched a bit of the recap. Uh, you know, especially the final like you know few drives from Aaron Rodgers. You know, with it, it was pretty exciting towards the end. Um, but you know, like I said, the Dolphins were. I mean, they just were stagnant on offense for the last two quarters, and can't do that. <laughs> can't do that, sir. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about um, probably my least favorite team in football right now, uh, the Saints versus the Browns. Hmm. Um, I, say I was hoping that, to avoid this conversation. I say that partially joking, um, but I have to talk about it because – you know, it was Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. You know, Merry Christmas and all that yeah, shit. Merry Christmas. I was sitting at the table, you know, eating Christmas lunch with uh, at my aunt's house. And the game was on in the background. And, you know, everyone's gathered around. And we're all, you know, rooting for the Browns. And <sighs> what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we the, the Saints come to Cleveland. They play in a dome. They're not used to the weather. 
the Browns are. We practice in this kind of shit, you know, negative degree weather and cold weather and snowy weather. And we just get shown up on every single like part of the game. It's just it's just embarrassing at this point. Uh, and the to cap it all off, you know, I don't know what the heck's going on with Kevin Stefanski, but, you know, running the ball was so effective in this game against the Saints. You know, even though Chubb did get stopped a few times, like he would norm, you know, him and Hunt were getting were getting yardage. And all of a sudden, a flip switched at halftime, and we were just throwing the ball constantly. And there was, I mean, <laughs> there were some good catches in there, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, uh, Watson couldn't, I mean, the, either it was Watson or the receivers couldn't catch the ball. You know, Watson would throw it weird, or the receivers, the ball would hit their hands and they would drop it. Case in point, the last, like, drive, like the last four plays of the game where the Browns could have tied the game, you know, uh, Watson throws the ball out on the first on the first one. It's like, OK, fine. You know, he they tried run the ball this time. No. Well, they don't have any timeouts left because they burned them all somehow in the third and fourth, you know, earlier in the third and fourth quarters. OK, clock management. Once again, a big issue. So now we're forced to throw. OK, second throw. Uh, Cooper could have gotten it at the corner of the end zone. Maybe it's a little bit too far out. Whatever. OK, let's do something different. No. OK, we're going to throw the ball again. This time uh, straight to David Njoku. Bounces off his hands. Sad day. He could have had a touchdown there. It was it was heartbreaking. All right, we got fourth down though. We're not going to go for a field goal. We're going to try again. And Justin Brown's fashion, uh, Watson gets sacked. We lose the game on a turnover on downs. It, it's 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 like I'm reading a fucking book. You know, I it's it's just so embarrassing at times. And you know, I, this, these are the, these kind of games. Just like the Jets game earlier on, these are also the kind of games that really shakes your fandom to the core. It's like. We spent so much money. We took on so much controversy. Cleveland's being painted in a horrible light right now across the media. And then we do this against a Saints team that we could have easily beaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's sad. And I will continue saying this. This is the most disappointing season as my tenor of a Browns fan. And uh, just, just horrible. Like everything, it's like, like you said, it's scripted almost. And it just seems like everything goes wrong for the Browns, even though sometimes it's not scripted. It's just like, oh yeah, all the drop passes, you know. Yeah, I mean, during the Discord and during the game, I was screaming at Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, because he's making stupid head decision making. And he's going, it's fourth and two. And he's throwing a bomb down the field. It's like, come on, dude. It's fourth and two. We're on our and on our own side of the field. I think we're on our own forty. And he decides to do a bomb on fourth and two when we have Nick Chubb, you know. Try doing like a you know not like maybe a screen pass or a quick slant pass. You know, that's something simple. I do not blame this loss on uh um Watson though. Uh Watson actually had a good game. He was hitting his targets. And his targets just weren't catching it. Like, he's literally hitting them in the chest, in the hands, and he's throwing good no, throwing good, good footballs, and they're just dropping it for whatever reason. And it just almost seemed like, you know, like NFL called him up. He was like, hey, drop this touchdown pass. It was like two chances we had for a touchdown, and it was either, you know, called back or he just dropped it. And then, you know, on the last play on fourth down uh, that Watson ended up getting sacked on, um, it, it was all over Twitter how uh, the receivers, all I think it was four or three receivers that were all bundled up in one area. It's like, no wonder why he got sacked, because they're all, like, 
bundled up in one area. And then there's a video where there's this kind of jogging. And then more more lack of effort on defense. Like, just, you know, our defense is giving up, like, mid-play. Mid and, like, they're just walking right by them. It's just like, why don't you tackle them? Why don't you try to make a tackle? And I guess when they do, they still miss it anyways. But yeah. uh, it's just so frustrating. But, hey, happy birthday, Nick Chubb, if you're listening. <laughs> Thank you for everything. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. uh, the Browns are doing this to you, but I know. I mean, we have one of the most dynamic and, and greatest running backs on the team next to Derrick Henry. And here we are not using him to his full capacity. And it's just it's hard because it's like that fourth and two Chubb could have easily probably gotten two yards there. You know, it, mm -hmm. it would be very shocking if he didn't get the two, it didn't get the yardage there, you know. And it all goes back down to, you know, the mismanagement of the timeouts. You know, in the first quarter, we used a timeout in like the first five minutes of the game. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, are we really that disorganized that we need to burn timeouts so early in the game? You know, and that's really ultimately why they couldn't lean on Chubb in, 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 the, in the end zone at the end of the game is because we didn't have any timeouts left. And it's just it's just crazy to me that the clock could be mismanaged this badly and 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 really restrict our offense to just being one one thing which we are not a passing offense right now no matter no matter how good Watson's stats are or how good our wide receivers are right now you know right now we're, we're we really should be focusing on the run and I don't know what the heck's going on but we just won't do it and then another thing you know talk about the defense you know obviously tackling is still a huge issue you know not wrapping up players or or you know trying like I don't know what the heck's being taught out there. You know, back when I was in kiddie football, they told us to wrap our arms around the person and just bring them down. Why can't big time players do that for millions of dollars? I don't know. And then one other thing. They want to be cool and knock them down with their shoulder. Oh, yeah. Get the big pose. Get a picture on the cover of the News Herald. Um, one other thing, go, too, go real quickly. Taysom Hill. I mean, if he's at if he's in shotgun, if he's in the quarterback position, he's running. And I don't know why. No, like, I don't know why the Browns couldn't figure that out. Um, but uh, Taysom Hill ran all over us in this game and even got a big rushing touchdown. Yeah, there was there was a play going back to lack of effort where uh, I think it was John Johnson or someone like one of our defensive back. I don't know if he took a bad like pursuit or something, but the guy caught it and like the guy was kind of sitting there waiting to be caught. And but the Browns player is like, like running towards him, but he like flies past him and he's like two feet away from him. It's just like, what are you doing? It just, it was one of those, like, why is he taking that route? Like, why didn't he go after the guy? He's just kind of slipped, like he's slipping. I don't know if he slipped or something, but it was just, it did not look good. And uh, it just, I don't know. He catch it. And the, like the Saints guy was just waiting to be hit. And like the Browns player just kind of like stood there and it was just like, okay, do something, you know? It's just, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's bad right now. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost out this year, you know. Um, At this point, why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Chubb will probably be asked to be uh, traded, and it, it won't be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right, go ahead and switch this over. Hopefully there's something a little bit more upbeat. <laughs> So I was like I said, I was hoping not to talk about that game, but anyways, um, so let's uh, what's actually stay in our division? 
Uh, let's talk about the Bengals versus the Patriots. Uh, another case of the Bengals look really red hot in the first half. First and second quarter, they went in the halftime 22 to nothing. And even Yemi said, okay, I'm turning this off. It's a bloodbath or something. He just said it's a bloodbath or something like that. And Patriots ended up come, waking up, coming back. The Bengals didn't score any points in the second half. Uh, Patriots lost uh, 22 to 18. And the Patriots, more shockingly, they were driving down the field as the time was running out and uh, ended up with Stevenson, the running back, fumbling the ball, shockingly. Uh, but Bang the Patriots had Bengals on their heels. Uh, they were knocking on the Bengals' um, touchdown, and they were about to score. But that fumble caused them to, to cause the Bengals to uh, end up winning. But I thought watching that game, I was like, "Wow, the Patriots are just gonna win this." And it looked like you know they had the momentum and everything was going their way. I was like, "Patriots are gonna win this. They're gonna shock the world." And ended up not happening because of that fumble. Yeah, um, it's crazy how, like, it's like a a switch being flipped, you know, for some some of these teams. And you know, the Bengals have been playing good football this entire year. You know, they're they're the only Super Bowl team this year, you know, including the Rams. <laughs> that uh, they didn't. I mean, they they did have a little bit of a slump early on, but they righted righted the ship, and they they've been excelling ever since. And this was kind of uncharacteristic of the Bengals this year. You know, like usually they can keep in these games and keep them, you know, uh, keep themselves above water, but they really started to sink in the fourth quarter. You know, it was just everything was not going their way. Uh, Joey legs couldn't, th couldn't, uh, couldn't move the ball very well. He had two interceptions in this game. And uh, you know, it, it's just kind of crazy that like, okay, if they didn't get, you know, that one field goal in the first quarter or that field goal at the end of the second quarter, they would have lost this game or it would have been at yeah. least tied. Just very mm -hmm. crazy to think about that. And as you know, the fourth quarter is really the only quarter that matters nowadays. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, they didn't need to score any points in the third and fourth to win this. So I don't know how strong that argument is. But as you can see, the Patriots almost got there. So, you know, there's something to that. Yeah, and it would have made uh, this week's game for the Patriots uh, a little easier, but... Now they got to fight for a playoff spot. Yeah, they're in must-win territory, much like every other you know playoff contention team right now. But yeah, the Bengals they did clinch a playoff berth with this game, um, deserved, I suppose. Uh, just to hopefully they don't do this in like the first round of the playoffs because that'll that'll get you eliminated. <laughs> yeah, well, scoring twenty-two is pretty good, so you never know. True, but you don't want to go. You know, you don't want to go you know, sleepwalk in, in the, in the playoffs, you know, that's true as well. All right. Um, any other games that you want to like quickly talk about, uh, from week 16, or are you ready to move on? Uh, let's talk about the Buccaneers game. Uh, man, do they suck? <laughs> um, I don't know how they're winning and I, because they got Tom Brady, probably they got the um, dink and doink King. Yeah. I don't know how they're winning, but the, Buccaneers just look god awful, and that would honestly, if they made the playoffs, that would be the team that I would say that would be an easy W. Um, the defense is doing a little bit better, but it's still not there. But the connection between Mike Evans and Tom Brady just kind of disappeared, 
And, like, Mike Evans is dropping, you know, catchable balls. You know, he's been doing that all season. Like, he dropped the, you know, like a 90-yard bomb touchdown wide open. He's so wide open. Like, I don't think there's a receiver within, like, 30 yards of him. And he's just still not catching anything. And Godwin is, he's doing better. He's probably looking the best out of the receiver corpse. But, you know, he still has that ACL he's recovering from. And, you know, that takes a while to recover from. And he, he's just not 100% yet. He's not quite there. But, yeah, somehow the Buccaneers are first in their division, I believe. And it's, it's just insane how how they they look so bad, like, watching them. But they they pull out these wins in the last second, and the I, it's just amazing how they're going to make the playoffs and watch them win the Super Bowl. You know, just <laughs> it's, it's just crazy how bad they look. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they, I mean, they'll 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 probably make it to the playoffs at this point. I mean, their their schedule is super easy. I wonder who you know rigged that. <laughs> you know, they got the Falcons for you know week uh, week uh, eighteen. And, oh, they got the Panthers this week, so that's a tough battle. Right. That, that I mean, maybe. It depends on what version of the Panthers show up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, or what refs show up. Well, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I called Tom Brady the dink and doink king, but he, he actually made he made some pretty decent throws in this one, especially towards the end of uh, of um, of regulation and overtime. Um, you know, in regulation, he had a few dimes to – uh, a few key players. I mean, Julio Jones kind of woke up in this game a little bit, just a tiny little bit. Um, but he did make a, f- I believe he made a fourth down catch that um, allowed them to keep going on their drive. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Cardinals, uh, what can you say about them? Uh, they tried their best and yeah, it just wasn't good enough. Them. And <laughs> they just, yeah, it, it really is a lost cause. And, and we just found out today that J.J. Watt is going to retire at the end of the season. Um, who knows if it's because of health reasons or he's just tired of this shit <laughs> um, <laughs> after only like a year or two of being on the Cardinals. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like the Cardinals are spiraling downward. And um, I don't know if one draft class is going to really fix this team right now, um, especially with you know Kyler Murray out with an ACL injury. Uh, he's He got surgery on that. You know, D Hop. You know, like you said, you, you're predicting him to retire this year. Like, I don't know if he's going to do that, but uh, he's definitely not um, not as explosive as he was the first year on the Cardinals. Uh, and they also just have a lot of talent that's injured right now. You know, there's a lot of key players on defense that are out, a lot of key players on offense that are that are out, and they're just not getting any players back to fill in those gaps. And you know, it's just a it's just a bandage operation there right now. Yeah, bandage operation is a good good word for them but yeah it's just a lot a lot is going downhill and i think um you know like they like i've been saying the coach will probably be fired i think they'll part ways with the coach uh jj watts retiring uh as i said already d d hop is either retiring or he's gonna find a new team or be traded to a new team so that's a possibility hollywood brown's not looking good anymore like he well he never really was good but yeah, he's just not looking good, and that defense is not looking good, and they're going to go through a rough patch here unless they can some magically fix everything, but I don't think they will be able to. And it's just unfortunate that they didn't have, like, you know, they went to the playoffs last year and got kicked out first round. It's like it's unfortunate that they didn't have, like, a moment where, 
you know, oh, we're Super Bowl bound. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, it's just yeah. been kind of down ever since they lost to the commandos last year, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> know. So it's unfortunate that they, this team really hasn't had any ups. And uh, this season, you know, is just like one big letdown, you know. Yeah. Not, not a bigger letdown than the Browns, though. So. No, I guess not. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to week 17 here. Uh, some playoff hopes might be crushed in this uh, in this slate of games. Um, the first game that I would like to talk about is the Jets versus the Seahawks. Um, this is a do or die game for both of these teams i'm pretty sure uh, whoever comes out of this one is 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 out of the playoffs or it's going to be very very difficult for them to get into the playoffs uh the jets without zach wilson they have more of a chance i hate saying that because earlier this year i was like oh yeah zach wilson's finally getting in and kind of like showing his stuff and i don't know he just had a huge regression in the middle of the year and as we saw during the Jaguars game, he just could not move the ball effectively. He looked bad. He knew going into that game that it was a do-or-die situation for him, and now it seems like he's going to be benched the rest of the year and probably traded or dropped to waivers uh, by the time that the draft comes around. Uh, he'll probably be like draft capital, I, I'm guessing. Um, the Seahawks kind of have a similar kind of thing going on where you know, Geno started off really hot in this year, uh, they had some really great wins against tough opponents. And just down the stretch, you know, things just have not looked up. Um, and they still have a lot of talent in the wide receiver room. Uh, but the Seahawks defense has been waning and their offensive strike has been waning as well. Um, so, I mean, I do think that the Seahawks will probably come out with a victory here. But, you know, there is the Mike White difference, Greedy. Yeah, I I solely picked the Jets because, like I said earlier during our playoff prediction stuff, uh, the Jets are you know usually but they just seem like a much well-rounded like more behind like supporting uh, Mike White than like Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco. Yeah. I think they all um, have team shirts made for Mike White. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I just think that the Jets are gonna come out and pull a victory. Uh, because the Cardinals haven't been looking too hot either. And Geno Smith has kind of fallen off me. And uh, he's kind of, you know, simmered down a little bit. And that, like you said, that defense kind of given up a lot of points, it seems. So they definitely need to fix that a little bit this offseason. Um, but, you know, I know the running backs who have been kind of carrying the team this season uh, is getting back to normal. They were out with ankle injuries. So they're kind of. You know, working their way back to 100%, but I think the Jets are going to come in and take this uh, pretty easily. I am so confident that I locked up the Jets. Ooh, yeah, all right. Only yeah, because I, of Mike White. Only because of Mike White, yeah. yeah. Hey, that's the Mike White difference, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like the the Seahawks have to have a good game here eventually. Um. And I think that the Jets are prime for the taking. Um, I know that they have a pretty stout defense with Sauce Gardner, but you know, right now it's like you hear a lot about Sauce Gardner, but it's like the other guy that is covering, you know, whoever else on the field. You hear a lot about like, oh, that person had a really good game, 
uh, the person that was the wide receiver on the opposite team that was going against him. You know, Sauce Gardner is great and he does his job very effectively. But the other guys on the field on that defense, the, the other safeties in the room, they seem to let things go. And I think that, you know, because the Seahawks still have Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, I think that uh, Seahawks will be OK. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Right. All right. Uh, we're going to go to probably has to be the highest scoring game probably for this weekend. But, you know, the games haven't happened yet, so we don't know. But we're going to have to wait all the way until Monday for this game. Mm. Let's talk about the Bills versus the Bengals. Talk about an offensive collision. Whew, this is going to be – this has to be a high-scoring game. If this game is less than 20 points combined, uh, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but this game, uh, man, this just both offenses are looking really good. And on the other side of the ball, defenses aren't looking too good. Um, you know, the Bengals, like you said, uncharacteristic of them kind of sleeping uh, in the second half. They can't do that against the Bills because the Bills are like the opposite where they kind of wake up, you know, third or fourth quarter. Uh, well, Josh Allen does and He's usually, you know, he's pretty good off quarters usually. But um, Josh Allen last weekend, uh, he had a couple critical interceptions and – that was also uncharacteristic of him. So it's definitely going to be battle of the offenses. I don't think there will be much defense in here um, besides maybe a pick, one one or two picks here and there, or maybe a fumble. But this offensive collision is going to be heck of a good game, and I'm glad it's on a Monday night and everybody can watch it because it's going to be definitely probably the most fun weekend game, I think. Um. Yes, I agree. I think this is going to be a... High-scoring affair. I know both of these teams' defenses have been pretty good throughout the year, but, I mean, the Bills have so many weapons. The Bengals have so many weapons. It's really up to who can make the biggest play at the end of the day. Um, and I do think that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs um, is is really one of the, you know, one of the few connections in the NFL that can rival, you know, Joey Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. And I think it's going to really come down to either Chase or Diggs making that final catch in the game, you know, and, and maybe sending the game to overtime or maybe, you know, getting that overtime win. Cause I do think that this is going to go into overtime. I'd be surprised if it didn't, honestly. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, both of these teams, their defenses have been playing well this year. I think the Bengals defense is a little bit weaker, which is why I picked the bills here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we didn't lock them up, so we can't have a lock off. But I went with the Bengals. So I'm sure it's a game we'll talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> in our minds, we we have a lock off. Yeah, yeah. In my mind. All right. Give us another game you wanna. You're excited for. Oh, I am so excited to see who is going to win uh, between the. Um, the Vikings and the packing Packers, the Packings, the Packers here. <laughs> what do we um, You know, the, the Vikings have been mm, just a little bit fraudulent um, these past few weeks. They still got off the wins, but um, I don't know. I, I think that the this uh, I mean, the Vikings have had a few trap games this year, and this is one of those games where it's like Green Bay could could be sneaky and they could they could uh, take advantage of the weak Vikings defense. Uh, and that would, uh, you know, obviously that would 
make sure that the Vikings don't uh, somehow get the first round by if they lose to the Packers here. Um, but if the Packers get a win here, that's huge. That keeps them in the playoff race. Uh, that gives them more confident. That makes them a little bit more maybe bold, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more filled with confidence to, and maybe if they get a win against the Vikings here, they, they sweep and, and go to the playoffs. Um, it's unlikely. I think the Vikings are playing better football than the Packers right now, especially with the huge comeback against the Colts. You know, I guess you can never count the Vikings out at, at right now, even though they're, if they were down by 30 points or whatever in the first half, uh, uh, it's, but I think it will be a pretty closely contested game. Um, I think that the Vikings defense is going to be an Achilles heel for them, but we'll see if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can um, take advantage of that. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, I think the Vikings will be able to squeeze out a win here. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah, they're like on the cusp of being a little fraudulent. And it's kind of scary because, you know, they came out being, you know, they're 10 and 1 or something like that at one point. And now they're just, yeah, they're winning. But it's just like that defense is giving up a lot of points that they shouldn't be giving up. And it just makes you wonder, like, they can't, you know, be down 33 to nothing at, in the playoffs because they're, they won't be making a comeback because the defenses are much better than, you know, the Colts. Uh, but, yeah, like. Like you say, it could be um, a little bit of a trap game. Uh, the Packers, are, you know, they have to win out, so the Vikings already made it. So the Vikings, you know, they might be even sitting a couple people because they're just like whatever because um, they already have a spot. But I don't know if they will. But, yeah, they're playing in Green Bay, so who knows what the weather's condition is going to be like or what the temperature is going to be like. Uh, so they won't be playing in a dome. And... It's also a four, uh, four o'clock games, and you know, it only seems like Kirk Cousins does well at one o'clock games. It seems like, but outside of the one o'clock start time, it's just like okay, Kirk Cousins is not that good for some reason. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. The Packers, uh, they beat uh, the Vikings, and then they, I forget who their last week game is, um, but they can definitely win out and definitely. Definitely be in the playoffs, and I would I would love to see the Packers in the playoffs over Tampa. Yeah, I think that everyone mm-hmm. is like uh, sick of Tampa Bay at this point. Somehow, even though they they've been losing, it seems like they've been losing a lot more games. They're somehow still in playoff contention. Uh, the last game for the Packers is the Lions, and that is oh, yeah, another so rival of theirs. So we'll see what happens. Games, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting run here. If the Packers lose this game against the Vikings, they could still possibly knock the lions out of playoffs too. So they would still be playing for maybe a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, revenge or whatever, you know, just to get their rivals out of the playoffs. But um, yeah, it all comes down to this game right here for the Packers. And I think this is going to be their toughest battle uh, between the two, you know, the lions or the Vikings. Yeah. Because like, like we said earlier, it just like the lions defense could have stopped nothing, but you know, no, I mean, it's two tough schedules back to back. So Definitely one of the harder sides of uh, tougher schedules. All right. Is that it? That's all you want to talk about for that game? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's oh, head over to the Dolphins. Sorry. One other thing. Uh, Justin Jefferson, MVP race. Do you think he could win it this year? No, I don't think so. I think... Uh, Usually, you know, it seems like the MVP race always favors quarterbacks. 
Uh, I think uh, Jalen Hurts would definitely probably most likely get it. Agreed. All right. Before I really cut me up, no, can um, let's talk about and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just mute me. Um, <laughs> you only do that, squid. Yeah, I only do that, the squid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hear I'm listening to this right now. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Anyways, uh, Dolphins versus Patriots. And the reason why I want to talk about this is because uh, Tua will not most likely be playing this game. Uh, so, and we know how the Dolphins are without Tua. They're not very as competent, I guess you could say, or not as deadly as uh, with Tua in it. Um, so Tua's out and you know the dolphins are still fighting for a playoff spot but the patriots they're fully healthy i think they're ready to come in there's they're on the cusp of being in the playoffs and if the patriots beat the dolphins they will make the playoffs kicking the dolphins out so there's a lot of a lot of stake here and i with Tua being out like i said i think the patriots could could win and i wouldn't be surprised if they win yeah, talk talk about trap games. I mean, the Dolphins, uh, they're. I mean, we we can kind of call this a cornered animal game, I guess. You know, they 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 are they're down their star quarterback. Uh, they still got other weapons on the team, um, but it's like, okay, how good is that Teddy Bridgewater connection to Tyreek Hill and to Jalen Wild? You know, like, are they going to be used to their full potential with with Teddy Bridgewater in there? Um, and I mean, he, I mean, Teddy is a pretty good managing quarterback and obviously Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, Waddle can make, uh, quarterbacks look better. You know, I mean, we saw it with this year with, with Tua, you know, they, they've definitely caught some balls that maybe a, a more, you know, regular wide receiver couldn't, you know, that Tua has thrown. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, obviously this, this, this rivalry has some pretty thick, uh, water you got to tread through because there's so many games you could talk about and go okay that's how the dolphins won that game okay that's how the patriots destroyed in that game uh you you know you think back to the miami miracle uh which um you know happened a couple of years ago at this point and it's like oh yeah they, you know that happened and that that hurt the patriots in the long run and then you remember the the one year where um ryan fitzpatrick won against the patriots and it knocked him out of the first round bye and in the first round bye the patriots got you know, torn apart by the Titans. And, um, you know, you, you almost wonder if the opposite is going to happen this time around, if the Patriots are going to be the ones that knock the Dolphins out of playoff contention just because the Patriots are looking a little bit better. They have, like you said, they have all their weapons. But then again, you know, it's like the Dolphins, they are, uh, they're, they're a well-coached team. They're, they have a pretty decent defense. They've been able to do some crazy comebacks themselves. Uh, you almost wonder if, you know, maybe Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Kill are enough. Well, we saw earlier when they didn't have Tua, they weren't enough, and because Jalen Waddle and Tyreek kind of went MIA, and yeah, I don't think without Tua, I don't think this team is the same at all. And you know, for the Patriots side, yeah, you talked about the Miami Miracle. Uh, well, hopefully Gronkowski is not playing a safety. <laughs> that's right. how uh, <laughs> that's how the Dolphins won that game. But yeah, I think the Patriots might come in and might. Uh, might kind of put an end to the Dolphins' season. And I know Squid is, like, probably going to be there, probably drunk. Yeah, probably going <laughs> to be there drunk, you know. He'll be – I don't know what he'll be doing, but, you know, he'll, he'll be doing whatever he does. But, yeah, it should be He's... should be a fun game to watch, though. Um, that's a 1 o'clock game. 
All right. Let's run through the games real quick. Yeah, let's run through these games here today. First up, of course, the Cowboys versus the Titans on Thursday night football. Um, yep, going to go with the Cowboys here. Yeah, Cowboys. I'd be very surprised if the Titans wake up this late in the season. Um, I mean, they are still fighting for that playoff spot, but we've seen how the Titans fight, and it's, it's kind of limp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Cardinals versus Falcons. Um, I went ahead with, and with, 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 went with the Falcons in this one. <laughs> yeah, talk about uh, tank bowls or toilet bowls. Uh, this one, I don't think uh, anybody's going to be watching besides uh, you know, those fans. Um, but, yeah, I went with the Falcons, but I think it's going to be a pretty bad and boring, lackluster game. Right, yeah. Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins versus Patriots. I took the Dolphins here. Oh, I took the Patriots. We'll see who wins this battle. <laughs> Two battles. We got to check in next week. Uh, Saints versus Eagles. Of course, went with the Eagles. Yeah, I went with the Eagles as well, even though... Uh, um, what's his name? I can't Hertz? think of his name. Garden, Gardner, oh, Gardner Minshew. Minshew is not going to be playing. Or he will be playing, be the starter most likely. Um, Saints just... You know, they just don't look like a good team besides when they're playing the Browns. Um, but, yeah, I went with the Eagles. Yeah, Minshew Mania is real. I, mean, I think that Minshew played very well for, you know, that, that being his first game of the season. I, I think that he'll be able to lead this team to victory with another week under his belt of practice. Yeah, I agree. Colts versus Giants. I went with the Giants, and I locked them up. I went with the G-Men as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Panthers versus Buccaneers. Another uh, playoff implication. Uh, the Bucks beat the Panthers. They uh, win their division. Uh, they claim the NFC South. And they went with the Bucks, surprisingly. Yeah, I went with the Buccaneers as well. I think that Tom Brady's got a little bit of magic left in, uh, left in him, especially after some of these close games that they played. Panthers are frisky, but um, I think this is going to be a down week for the Panthers and an up week for the Buccaneers. Agreed. Uh, Broncos versus Chiefs. I feel like these teams just played. Um, I went with the Chiefs, obviously. Well, I believe the Broncos won the matchup last time, and that was earlier in the season. Um, but uh, this is later in the season. There's much different things happening between these two teams. Um, so a lot of times teams that just had a coach, you know, get fired and they have someone else take their place, an interim coach. A lot of times they win the next week. This is not going to be that time. The chiefs all the way, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. you, we, like we said with the Frank Reich hire, we kind of, kind of embarrassed us with that, but yep. and then he won, then he won the, the week after. So I was like, okay, come on. <laughs> All right, uh, let's, I lost my track Bears here. Versus Bears Lions. versus Lions. Uh, I went with the Lions. I went with the Lions as well. Bears, you know, with Justin Fields can be tricksy, uh, but the Lions, they're playing for something, and I feel like they're going to play hard this game. I agree. Uh, the Bears, uh, they're already eliminated, not really playing for anything. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, he, you know, he's trying to still prove that he's a good quarterback. But I still took the Lions. All right, Browns versus Commanders. I wrote the Browns. I think I meant to say Commanders, but I took the Browns. But I'm definitely changing that to the Commanders. I think the 
defense for the commanders is just going to light us up. Yeah. Um, I am so confident that the Browns are going to drop the ball here that uh, I locked up the commanders with a risky lock, um, which means that the Browns will probably win this game. So I wouldn't change that at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I just, maybe it's because I just kind of lost faith in this team as soon as Deshaun Watson took the field. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be a frustrating game for us to watch. And I do think that the commandos are going to take command and win this game. Although the temperature is supposed to be high 60s, so maybe uh, with good weather, they'll be able to do something on the football field. Yeah, maybe take a steamy dump. <laughs> yeah, gamble. All right, Jaguars versus Texans. I took the Jaguars with a lock. I took the Jaguars as well. Texans are sneaky right now. Um, yeah, that but is true. I just, I don't know. Their magic has probably run out here, especially because the Jaguars are on and up. All right, 49ers versus Raiders. Uh, pretty easy pick, uh, 49ers. Yeah, 49ers as well. Exp- you know, After the embarrassing loss that the Raiders had against the Rams and the other embarrassing loss that they had against the Steelers last week, Lost faith in them completely. I can, I almost foresee um, Derek Carr being replaced and the, uh, not DeAndre Hopkins, um, Devontae Adams possibly requesting a trade at the end of the season. I don't think he can, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, take us home. Jets versus Seahawks. Uh, this was the one that we kind of were missing, you know, we're opposites on. I took the Seahawks here. Yeah, I took the Jets with the risky lock. We'll see how this pans out. I don't know. I just I feel like the Seahawks magic is going to reawaken for this game. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Vikings versus Packers. I took the Vikings. I think it's going to be a close affair, but I think that the Vikings will come out on top. Yeah, I took the Vikings too, but you know it was almost like a coin flip game for me because I would not be surprised if the Packers won either. Rams versus Chargers. This might be a closer game than people expect. Chargers are not the best playoff team right now. I still took them though in this game. Yeah, I took the Chargers as well, but you know the Rams are they're looking like a like a good offensive team, and maybe I don't know if it was a fluke, but they looked pretty good last weekend. And like you said, you know, I mean, this game could be a lot closer than people expect. But I went with the Chargers as well. Steelers versus Ravens. Divisional rival here. Went with the Ravens. Yeah, I I took the Ravens as well. And this game, I think this game got flexed into the Sunday night, which is shocking. I would rather have like the Packers game or something that flexed in. But oh, well. But yeah, I took the Ravens as well. I'm, pre- I think Lamar is going to be back. I'm pretty sure. Um, if he is, then yeah, Ravens all day. But if he's not, then maybe the Steelers could be sneaking a, in a win. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, the the offenses run okay with Tyler Huntley behind center, but you definitely want Lamar in at the end yeah, of the day for sure. And the last game on the slate is Bills versus Bengals. I took the Bills. I took the Bengals. Get ready to those tables, because I think the <laughs> Bills are about to crush them. Yeah, we'll have to see. Like I said, it's going to be the probably the most entertaining game of the weekend. Which means that it won't be the most entertaining. Oh, 
Sag. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. I think that's going to come down to, like we said during the predictions here, it's going to come down to like that one key play by the, you know, by either Jamar Chase, Jam- Jamal, Jamar, Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, and Stephon Diggs. All right. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, was there anything else that you want to say before we end the show? Uh, if Squid, you're listening to this, uh, fuck you for Damn. beating me in first round of playoffs. Damn. That was a big upset. Um, my team was 10 and 4, and I lost a squid of all people. Oh my god. Just my team underperformed, like, majorly. It was unbelievable. Yeah, right now I'm playing for sixth place, which was a big meme uh, last year. Yeah, oh, now squid you're going to be the meme. Place. So, yeah, I'll be the, I'll be the <laughs> meme this year if I win this game. Uh, if not, I'll be seventh place, and I'll be like, okay, no meme. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My team fell apart at the end of the year in fantasy, and I'm not expecting to win this week. But, hey, you know, whatever. It's all for fun. <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got. Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fair NFL. We don't got too many uh, too many weeks left in the regular season, and then the playoffs start coming around. So, you know, keep an eye out for for more episodes talking about uh, playoffs teams and stuff like that. Should be some pretty entertaining stuff coming up. Um, have I, I hope you all had a nice holiday. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate yeah, anything Christmas. else, Happy Holidays. <clears throat> And uh, if you don't celebrate anything, I just hope you had a great week. And uh, we'll obviously be back next week to talk about these games and more. Could have um, said uh, next year. <laughs> yeah. And also have yeah have a nice uh, new year if we don't hear from you. Uh, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be uh, possibly streaming that night. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I feel. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, hey, um, thank you very much for listening. I'm Yuma the Ferret, and I've been here with... Greedy Waffles. And this has been Fair NFL. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's fire everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's not what Russ was wanting to cook. (laughs) 